0: Episode thirty one Space Slug. What the fu- hello, you are listening to Star. What the fu- the podcast where we discuss the Star Wars universe one useless fact at a time. I am your host, Jason Tagmeier, along with Marty Cobb. And our special guest, George Lucas. <laughs> AKA Mike Mataka. Yeah. And our good buddy Alex. Where's he tonight?
1: He's landed in a cave somewhere in some asteroid. Ooh. Will he survive? Wait a second. That was no cave. And <laughs> he dramatically flies dun, out. Dun,
0: dun. <laughs> That was no cave. That was a space slug also known as a... Exogorth. Have you ever heard of Exogorth? No. Who's the room? Absolutely. Never. Never. No, no, I've not. never heard the term Exogorth.
1: I, I have only ever referred to them as space slugs. And in canon, they're still space slugs. <laughs>
0: Maybe that's why we've <laughs> never heard of the term Exogorth.
1: Um, so Exogorths or space slugs, I think it's just easier to remember them as.
0: Well, um, the way it says it is the Exogorth colloquially known, colloquially
1: colloquially i think that's right
0: the Exogorth, known as the space slug was a gigantic species of toothed gastropod is toothed the correct way to say that i guess so i mean like yeah. having teeth is tooth
1: well, tooth is the toothed gastropod. Well, i guess teethed what sounds well, i don't know I don't know. You got it. Wrong yeah. It. It, uh, is, it is right. Which
0: is interesting because that, that's its like, most prominent feature are the teeth, so you might as well call it toothed. They were silicon-based life swarms that survived in the vacuum of space by making their homes in the caverns and craters of asteroids. They fed on the minerals of asteroids, various stellar energy fields, minox, ships, and other unfortunate creatures that unknowingly passed into its mouth. The average adult space slug grew to about 10 meters in length. What? 10 meters. I guess that's the average. Uh, however, there have been instances of near-kilometer-long specimens. Uh, some slugs were known to continuously grow to sizes that rivaled capital ships in sheer bulk, with some weighing over a million kilograms. Um, so, where do we see that space slug?
1: We see that in *The Empire Strikes Back*. of um, like midway
0: point. Maybe? Yeah, about a
1: midway through the movie, after uh, Luke—not uh, Luke—after um, they Leia, split up. Yeah, after Han Solo and Leia escape from the Empire in their they escape. escape from Hoth. Yeah, it's right after the scene where they, they attach themselves to the ship, they fly off after a little bit, and they land on an asteroid to hide out a little far longer. And then they land in a cave and they'll be like, Oh, that's gonna do this. Oh wait, there's Minox chewing on the power cables and they step outside and he's like, This isn't this isn't a cave and he shoots the ground and it's like up oh, Star Storm will be like, Oh, we need to get the heck out of here right now.
0: And like the size of that thing, you think him shooting the ground would be like you would like an ant walking on. You wouldn't even feel it. Yeah, you would think. I guess know. like you, you get like an itch. You you, you do react. Well, that was the
2: second shot, so maybe. No,
0: there you go. It took two. It took two. Yeah.
2: If you shoot the same place
1: twice, it kind of buries in there a bit.
0: But yeah, that's that's. I mean, that's the entire scene. They fly out and and you realize that this huge, massive space slug kind of chomps down and and comes within like inches of destroying all of them. The cave is collapsing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You see it from, like, inside the mouth. Yeah, it's great. And then the outer shot is, like, it's like a hand puppet yeah, or something. it's like <laughs> yeah. a hand puppet, like,
2: <laughs> it, having a... I believe it was a I, I, hand I, puppet. I think
0: it was, too. I'm sure it was,
1: but there is a behind-the-scenes um, Whose thing?
0: hand? I don't know. We need to find this out.
1: Yeah, this is important information.
2: The puppeteer's hand. It was hand.
1: developed by Ralph McQuarrie in sketches, and then it was a puppet seven, uh, 79 centimeters in length and 28 in diameter. Which uh, I'm not good with my meters. It's small. It's very small. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. quite small. Um, Lord Peterson created a four and a half foot long model of the creature's hinge jaws, which we have a picture of, which looks fantastic. Nice. Um, I love
0: That's that That's what picture. you see from the inside. He yeah. looks
1: like like I don't know. It... It's
0: those teeth don't even look like the teeth on the on the, the large version though, cause the one the large version has these little itty bitty teeth. Um. um so, but whose hand? Was it George Lucas himself? No. Like, I can't find well, it. No. Maybe, <laughs> they might not have even had a hand in it. Maybe we'll, uh, maybe we'll send a message out to, uh, what's his name? It
1: was the least expensive set built. Um, and George Lucas was ultimately unhappy with the final scene of the fal- Falcon flying away from the creature's gaping mall, asserting that it looked better on paper.
0: Hmm. I'm going to tweet Joe Johnston right now and ask him who, who it was. So maybe by the end of this episode we'll have an answer. Please do. You guys carry this for a second.
2: So, so listeners, um, guess now. <laughs> so I have to do have to ask.
1: I'm surprised that it took until 2007 for the space lug to be called an exocorth. Uh, space lug is so much easier to remember. It is. It is incredibly easy to remember. But you think that that by that point we would have had some kind of weird name?
0: What um, what was the Fan fiction that this, that that claimed its name. A the eighteenth
1: issue of Knights of the Old Republic comic book by Dark Horse. Okay, that's it. It was just like mentioned. Be like, oh, that's an exogorth. Mm, that's basically it. Space lugs. So, um, silicon based life forms. Right? That's interesting. That is interesting. There is a reason for that. It is because um, what is it? We're carbon. Um, carbon is is special in that way. I don't quote me on any of this as I am not a chemist it's on the podcast so it's true uh, well yeah that's true some people I, I believe that the the setup of carbon having four ex, um, uh, uh, electrons around it makes it unique in how it can help build things silicon has the exact same setup okay. so in theory silicon can create life in a similar way to to uh, uh, to carbon which is what makes it much more interesting when you think about how all com- computers are mostly put together with silicon
2: and they can survive in space. So that means Minox can survive in space as well yep. as their prey.
1: They are like they are creatures uh, ready in the vacuum of space. In which there's only one known creature on earth capable of living in space, which is um, besides like germs which actually do very well in space, they can they can re- they, uh, they have a very easy time in space. There's a small creature I think it's a like a water bug it's called it's very very tiny and if you look at it in a electron microscope it looks like it has a space suit on but apparently it can survive in the vacuum of space
2: that's excellent it, it's really
1: cool looking when you look at it. it's also really creepy so uh if you look that up i don't know if it's exactly a water bug but i do do know that's the only thing that we can that we have here on earth that can survive in the vacuum of space besides minox and uh Space slugs which are obviously real because why would George Lucas ever lie to us?
2: I'm going to call that creature a microgorth. How's that?
1: Micro uh, microgorth? Nice. I like it cuz exo large, micro small, right? Sure. Maybe. I don't know how exo that works. Anyway, space slugs.
2: So space slugs, how do they uh, reproduce?
1: Reproduce? They reproduce asexually by fission.
2: I have absolutely no Wait, idea. How where... did
0: that question even come up? I don't know. He probably read <laughs> You read a
2: little bit? I have extensive knowledge that I've researched
0: in our ago. <laughs> he just wants to hear what you have to say. Whatever.
1: I do know this. space logs reproduce section by fission, which I don't know necessarily what that means. They, I've...
2: they open up their Mr. Fission machine and they throw in... Uh, All the garbage? pills and, bills and okay. beer cans and...
1: I mean, I guess the other thing I can assume is that they split, like, in some way, like... Like, you know how they say, if you cut a worm, it creates two... Yeah, two-headed yeah. worm and they split yeah. the metal. Yeah. Like, yeah.
2: like a double-bladed lightsaber.
1: Exactly. And you create two lightsabers, and exogorts create two. Hmm. Um, so Oh, wait, there's a little bit more. Once an adult slug reached a certain size, a chemical trigger would cause it to split apart into two identical slugs. Which is not actually very good for a species. That's uh, that's very limiting genetically.
2: Hmm.
1: But that's, um, you know, I guess they live in the vacuum of space. The only thing they have to worry about is Minox chewing on their power cables. That's true. Which would be their arteries, I guess.
2: So... I imagine they can fly or something in space.
1: That's a very good question. I that is know. a very good like question. Like the Krayt
2: dragons could fly in space? Well, <laughs> I
1: don't know. The greater ones. The greater ones yeah, they the could fly. Probably... No, the greater yeah, No, the... The, the space dragon people, the Darargo Wiggins, whatever they were called again. The, Gwanag- the Gwanagwins or something like that, which I think might be, I'm thinking of a Harry Potter teacher or something, but... <laughs> Oh, here we go! A space slug would travel through the asteroid fields they inhabited by pushing off the surface of one asteroid and floating through space to land on another. Nice. You know what that would mean, though, is that if they messed up their trajectory, there. they would just fly infinitely into space. You don't lose momentum in space; you just keep moving. Planet fall. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and I, it looks like a whale, so I imagine it's like the whale in uh, 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 Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, mm. where it's like. Just about to fall and be like, the only thought in its mind was, "No, no, not again." Actually, that was the bull of petunias. Oh, that was you, right? That's right. Oh, it was going through an existential crisis. Hello. Yeah. Uh.
0: So most space slugs are are normal size, a couple meters or whatever. yeah, ten
1: meters, which is that's well, a ludicrously that's, large worm,
0: but that's not pretty scary. That's a, yeah, like it would be scary, but you wouldn't. I
1: don't know.
0: I'd be scared of a like a ten. Inchworm, so... I mean, like, like, a
1: human is, like, what, one and a half meters or something like that? Yeah, a little and more like, than that. That's yeah,
0: a shorty. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, in, in scale, it's one and a half
0: to, like, two meters. Um, I... But, so, so this one is obviously, like, a, an exception to the rule. Um... How far in do they make it into that space like Do we know? That's a good question. I,
1: I, well, they had to. They landed somewhere. Yeah, I mean, and they didn't wear. They weren't wearing like anti-grav boots or anything that would make that be like oh weird. So they had to have landed on something solid. <laughs> like they were in its stomach by that point.
0: I don't think they made it that far. They were just like in the, the throat, throat somewhere. Throat, yeah. It was
2: squishy and wet when they were walking around out there. So that's true because they,
0: they weren't like. Navigating But that would mean that it was like
1: like in this cave with its head like facing a wall. Like it wasn't facing upward, waiting to grab things in the thing. It was it would have to be solid because when they go up through the mouth, they they fly up through the mouth.
2: Yeah.
0: And then out of the cave, mouth. So, um, Mike, who will repeat once again has not seen the new trailers. Um, there's a scene in the new trailer of a ship flying into something. Like, it just flies in. It's not, it's not like an exterior space thing. A ship flies into something and just has that that, that feeling of... It instantly brought me back to Empire Strikes Back. Where it flies. As a space yeah. slug. Where you fly out of something. That's because... Um,
1: I mean, you also didn't see the trailers, but we also saw that scene where he goes into uh, that cavern. And he's like... And Harrison Fords looked up and he goes, Slugs... Why did it have to be slugs? <laughs> and then they have to fly That's true. Out.
0: So maybe it is a bigger callback than I remember. Yeah, that trailer was like 20 minutes long. <laughs> and then there was... Um, who's playing the slug? Uh... <laughs> oh, uh, Chris Rock was playing the slug. Chris Rock is playing the slug. <laughs> um, and it's interesting because he has two legs. <laughs> but uh, a big, big top where... Uh it was oh more God. annoying than his But you said Chris Rock. I thought The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Rock playing a slug is a whole other story. That's
1: That might... Well, I, I don't know. know. I actually would like to see Chris Lo- Rock play... Uh, not, not Chris play Rock. The play The Rock. The Rock playing a slug. Or Chris Rock playing The Rock would also be Playing one. a
0: slug? Playing a slug. Or The Rock playing Chris Rock playing a slug. <laughs> any of that would be great.
1: Any Any, any combination of those three... <laughs> I really like The Rock. I don't know about you guys. I do, actually. I find him enjoyable. <laughs> really? But I don't have an interest in um, Chris Rock, so... For real? No, but that's... that's well, maybe he's comedy. I think him in movies, I think he's been Dogma?
0: So. Chris Rock was great as... Uh, oh, what was his name? I can't remember his name in Dogma. He's really uh, good in that. Uh, it's not Loki, and it's not Bartleby. It's... Fudge. I can't remember.
1: But it doesn't matter, because we're talking about
2: space slugs.
0: <laughs> so what <clears throat> why isn't space filled with
2: space slugs that have missed jumping from one asteroid to another
0: because most of them are small oh that's right that's
2: true you know? i think most of them probably live on somewhere like they can survive
1: the vacuum of space but they might not i don't know maybe they all live they could all just live on vacuums or they could all just live on one like, asteroid Where, yeah, like are, are they like, native they probably, to I, I, only the big ones i imagine need to travel
2: they could hide on the back of the bridge of Star Destroyers. That's true. That's a good spot to hide. You
1: know what? Actually, I'm surprised we haven't seen And there's a picture that kind of looks like it. But um, I would like to see some space slugs, like, in the Death Star. Like, one burrows its way into the Death Star. It'd be a cool-looking image. Oh, yeah.
0: So one of the variations is the crimson, crimson Slug, and it has, like, the best sentence I've ever read, but uh, a number of space slug variations existed, such as the Giant Slug, which is the one we see, the Crimson Slug's, and the Kalurian slugs. Which
1: doesn't have a page, so we can't even talk about them.
0: But here's my favorite part. Giant space slugs were larger than average ones.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mysteries <laughs> of the universe, stuff unfold. It uh,
0: uh, remains unclear if they were a separate species from the common, or just larger than normally reported. Uh, crimson, here we go, were a species of space slug native to the asteroids of the Tapani sector. Uh, they were distinguished by a red stripe down the side of their body. Uh, which is real creepy. It almost looks like a a tattoo branding of some sort. They
1: look like Sith space slugs.
0: That's definitely the vibe that you get, is they're evil space slugs. (laughs) Because we've learned in our last episode that red equals evil. Yeah. Um, The Tapani Sector. It's uh, thousands of years before the Battle of Yavin. It was named after Shai (laughs) Tapani. That's all meaningless. Just trying to see if there's any relevance to this area. I don't know anything 12,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. We get to 7,000. I still don't know anything. Um, 1,000, Federal Era. We're at 32 before the Battle o- The Imperial Era. Okay, during the Clone Wars, the Tapani Sector was represented in the Galactic Senate by Rod... Senator Rod of Fondor. I- I'm still lost on this. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. New Republic Era. Here we go. Following the Battle of Endor... Nope, I'm lost again. Uh, the- <laughs> it was one of the first sectors to throw off the Empire... Uh, Senator Jaya sat on the New Republic, and then they get into the Galactic Alliance era. So it's nothing, nothing that we know about. Okay. So it's not of any importance besides the name? No, and that's the, uh, the Crimson, and then the third variation is the Kularin. Yeah,
1: this one's really weird. It's, The kularin space were a variety of Exogorth found in the kularin system, which proved to be comparatively easy to train. Some theorized that they were descended from a domesticated form of space logs. Other theories have held that these exogorth were descended from natives to the world which formed the Kalarian system asteroid belt before its destruction, and that these creatures survived and adapted to the void of space. They may have been related to, or the same creature as, the space worms that which hollowed out the moon Escheron. Which, but, I don't, that's a whole other thing, I don't know. But, there were domesticated... No,
0: Escheron is the one. That is... Oh, that's the one that was on? That's the Empire Strikes Back, uh... Well, it doesn't matter,
1: because I'm more interested in the fact that these space slugs could be domesticated. What do you do with a domesticated space slug?
0: Um... Can you eat one? So, escrow might not be that moving. The picture just shows it. Um, domesticated it's like a poodle, right? <laughs> like, you teach them to, like, um... Keep the Minox away. Do some tricks,
1: <laughs> you know, some The party dang tricks. thing couldn't keep Minox away. It's on its own. <laughs> it couldn't, like, it was so big, it couldn't eat them. It had like,
0: no it... clue they even existed. Yeah. Um, no, that is, like, what do you do with a domesticated slug? I mean, I, I don't know. Coat for the Star Destroyer.
1: I guess it's what you would do with a domesticated snake, like if you had a pet snake. Yeah, but you don't really some domestic magic tricks with it. I mean, you don't really domesticate snakes in the same way. Like, I, mean, I guess they would be domesticated, but the way it sounds like these, it sounds like these would be dogs or workhorses of some kind. Um, mining? I- what about mining? I guess yeah, that'd be great for mining.
0: Actually, well, here the House of Azdaka found a way to control the slugs. Um, known as Estigo- Exo- Exogorths. Uh, they were able to control the hunger drives, growth rate, and reproductive fission process of the creatures. They placed control mechanisms and hyperdrive engines on a group of slugs. What? Hyperdrive engines? And sought to sell them to the Republic, the Mandalorians, or the Revan, Revan faction as super weapons. This is amazing. Uh, with the Adas Corp mod- <clears throat> modifications, the Exogorths can be sent through hyperspace to a specific system. Once there, their increased rate of growth and division could lead to destruction of space stations, asteroids, moons, and even planets. Uh, they could be sent to another system once they divided, making it possible to disrupt or destroy hundreds of systems in a very short time. None of the parties who were invited to bid on these new weapons were enthusiastic about using them. However, all three were interested in making sure the weapon did not fall into the other party's hands. Camper was able to escape and use them to kill esca uh, at the blah 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 and lured them out to wild space
1: that might be my favorite thing I've ever heard on, on our show so far that the, they I put hyperdrive. Hyperdrive.
2: hyperdrives on space slugs it just sounds like such a terrible it's almost terrible like idea
0: it's like I'm trying to think it's like some sort of like germ warfare like you like like you put hyperdrive on Ebola and send it out yeah. to somewhere <laughs> like <laughs> slam And, out and the it. space lugs just devour everything. They attach to something and destroy it. Giant space maggots. Yeah, that's I, kind of the, what you would think. It's like maggots. I, you really? It, it's crazy. Ah, oh,
1: man. Yeah, it's like It's like right. very, really. And it, like, you could probably also turn them into spaceships, which they didn't do. I'm surprised they didn't do that, because that's pretty common in sci-fi. Especially more recently, where um, bio-engineered spaceships where they're living creatures.
2: Mm, Farscape.
1: Yeah, Farscape had that. Um, Star Wars yeah, even I mean, had this it. This could
0: be like a home. You could like... What is the threat of living inside of that? Yeah, as long as... I guess f- Minox. Yeah,
1: my, well, my, They might not be able to eat the Minox. It was just Minox on that planet that were flying into its mouth. Stupid Minox. I know. I should stop chewing
0: on those power cables. But they're so tasty. Maybe they'd learn something. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's interesting. that They they bling them out. And <laughs> <laughs> bling them out. And, and send them into battle. Any response yet? Uh, from Joe Johnson? No, yeah. he's too busy doing uh, Captain America. Dang it. Or whatever he does. <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> Is he on Jurassic Park? I don't know. He directed, uh, I think, the, the third Jurassic Park, maybe? Oh, really. Um, i curious if he's
1: involved in Jurassic World, which will be coming out, I believe, the week that this might be out. I don't know. That comes out really soon.
0: Um, and I, my wife said she wanted to go see it, and I said I want to go see Star Wars Episode 7, and I don't, like, I can't, like, there's nothing else I want to see. I mean, I just saw The Avengers, so that was cool, um, but I don't want to, I just want December 17th or 15th, whatever it is. Yeah, it's
1: basically the movie I'm waiting for at this point. I was waiting for The Avengers, which I'm going to be seeing eventually, but... I, now, I, I could live with that Jurassic World, even like it just looks okay.
0: I, I think it's going to be cool. Gonna I'm sure it's going to go be fine. I have nothing against it. Um, Joe Johnston, our good buddy who uh, helped us with uh, our ATAT ADAT discussion. We asked him if you haven't heard the episode; it's our episode five, I believe, or somewhere back then. Um, we asked him how he's the he's the guy who created it. He originally designed it along with um, like Ralph McQuarrie's uh, art. Uh we asked him, how do you pronounce ATAT or Adat? And he said that all the ILM guys uh called them uh they hated both names and they called them the Imperial Snowwalker, is how he pronounced it. So uh since he's like our Twitter buddy, I reached out to him and basically tweeted to him and said, um, you know, the space slug. Do you recall whose hand was inside of it? Um, which is, is cool Star Wars trivia, and somebody's got to know. Exactly. Somebody has to know. But Joe Johnson, you may know him from Honey, I Shark the Kids, The Rocketeer, The Pagemaster, Jumanji. He directed all of these. Uh, October Sky, Jurassic Park 3, The Wolfman, and uh, Captain America The First Avenger.
1: Well, I like that one. Uh, the rest of them are very special effects driven. I have to give them
0: That's his thing. I mean, he he was was a a visual effects guy. Practical effects, you know.
1: Which is weird, because uh, I don't know if I recall Captain America really having a lot of special effects. Oh, by then,
0: he's just, you know, he's made his mark and can just...
1: Just direct something for the heck of it. Or for the money of it, I guess, I imagine.
0: He's the author of the Star Wars book, The Adventures of Tebow, A Tale of Magic and Suspense, a fantasy novel tied to Return of the Jedi. Wow. So, he's a little deeper into our universe than I thought. We should
1: ask him, we should interview him about that. Interesting. Anyway, let's talk about the space slug again. Yeah, you know, I'm looking at a picture of the anatomy of an exogorth, or exo space slug. Um, it's remarkably basic. I'm surprised if there's no, nothing crazy here. They have eight
0: hearts. Oh, oh, that's a little crazy. Yeah,
1: that's a little crazy. But then again, they have a huge body. Or at least the one we see, so that makes sense actually, to have that many hearts. It has a tiny brain, and it's weirdly placed, and then it's got giant esophagus that basically lands directly into a stomach of some sort.
2: So the falcon was like halfway down between the mouth and the stomach, I Yeah, guess. it could have been
1: like if we're looking at it from this angle, it could have been like right there. Like this weird like spot where it's it's actually hard for me to picture actually where the heck they landed. They could have landed on a rib like they yeah. might have been I, I don't know. It's very weird.
2: I don't think anything can can top those putting hyperdrives on on them and sending them through you know, space. No. But yeah, we should just end the podcast series <laughs> right now. Wow.
0: No more Star WTF. It's actually very we've peaked. It's actually the first weird
1: but like makes sense application of something crazy that we've seen like like it makes sense to like do that to me like like if hyperdrive engines are cheap because they're cheap enough to be sold like cars. Mm-hmm. And you could slap one on some kind of
2: slug that can destroy an entire planet. Just just strap a few regular rockets and send it down to the planet so it explodes. Imagine the cleanup costs. I mean, exactly. Break the economy.
0: So I have a piece of trivia about the space slug. Although Star Wars creator George Lucas was unhappy with the final scene of the Falcon flying away from the creature's gaping maw... Asserting that it worked better on paper, yep. which is very interesting. Lucasfilm inter- internet content developer Peter Vilmer has called the space slug one of the most memorable life forms introduced in the film. Wow! Well, so he's putting them above. I guess he can't call IG88 a but yeah, life, yeah, form. Yeah, life form. If he's referring to aliens
1: or, or memorable creatures, not necessarily sentient beings, in Empire Strikes Back, he's putting it above Yoda. No. No, not really. He's putting it above... The, the swamp? He's, the wampa? The tauntaun? The minok? The minok? Uh, the... Any creature introduced in the swamp, which I can't remember any of their names in particular, but I think there was one or two that I can remember, but yeah. that might be crazy. I think there's something in the water. Mm-hmm. There was. Um, and... That's it. That's all that's introduced. How you bounce. There's only six things in... There's six aliens, or uh,
2: alien monsters... Introduced in the film, and but there's there's a tauntaun sleeping bag, but I don't remember seeing a space slug uh, sleeping. bag. There, there used to be l- a
0: space slug like oven mitt.
2: Yeah, I
1: believe there- that was there was a space slug oven mitt. I'm gonna make sure that I look that up, but that was on Think Geek, I believe. Nope.
0: Um, so that or a space slug cast. You know, kids all around the world will be breaking their arms so they can wear yeah space slug. things. All right, so here's what yeah. i want from you guys right now. Is there the yeah. oven mitt? Yeah. That's amazing. I want this oven mitt really bad right now. That's great.
1: I don't... Like, of all the things... Yeah. Like, of all the Star Wars things that you can make out of anything, I think Space Slug uh, oven mitt might be the craziest and my favorite. Yeah. Alright, <laughs> we're going to
0: name those, those uh, creatures once again, and we're going to rank them. So you guys mm-hmm. name them. I'm going to write this down. Okay, so what we see is a
1: Tauntaun, a Wampa... Uh, the Minoc, the swamp monster thing, and that's about it. That I think might be it? That might be it. There might be two monsters um, or something introduced in the swamp, but I can't picture... I can't really even picture them in my mind, so... Even the ice
0: cream I, maker guy? Can we count him? Yeah, he's sort of a life form. <laughs> uh, Lobot? <laughs> it's hard to argue that one. There's, there's nothing... There is nothing... What about, like, the taunt... I mean, I mean, the, the um... I, they're sentient, the, uh, the, the, the Ugnaughts. In the
1: Ugnaughts, yeah, I was thinking that they, they could count, but I, I don't think that's okay. what he's referring to. Uh,
0: so, and that's it, and there's something in the swamp. The at, dra- they, it looks like a dragon snake. Is that what it's called?
2: Yeah.
1: Mm, they
0: went all out with that one.
1: Okay, so. Pretty scary. Pick I would up. have to put, I'll, I'll admit, I have to put sure. that one on the bottom of the list already because I can't remember it.
0: You don't even really see it, <laughs> yeah. um, but so so the question is: What is what is if they're saying the Space Slug one of the most memorable and one of the most memorable? I mean, if there's only five, then you've already made that list. Yeah,
1: but, it's the, it's the top six. What um, is your
0: uh, Minoc, I would say is less lesser because the Space Slug's cooler than the Minock. I,
1: I think we can really see the minox in great detail. It's very dark. I have a toy of one. Minox are cool. Yeah, um, but to me. The 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 list in my mind is Tauntaun, Wampa, Space Log, Space Minot, Swamp Thing.
0: Mm-hmm. I think mine's the same. Tauntaun and Wampa are might go Hand-to-hand. interchange. I might I might reverse them depending on the mood.
2: I think the Tauntaun should stay on top because the Tauntaun gave his life for Luke. That's true. Han. That's true. That poor thing. That's, that's I think it important. died beforehand. I don't really think the it Wampa kind of did too. He was asking
1: for it. <laughs> um, there was like a cut scene from that where it was supposed to like, where it's supposed to be him like trying to reach out and grab grab the lightsaber. I just watched that. Yeah, wasn't that like like that?
0: Um. So yeah, so I think we're we're pretty sure we're pretty pretty much even on space slug being number
1: three. I yeah, I'm gonna have to put it at number three. So of the five creatures introduced. <laughs> like it wasn't like he said. It, it's I, we should clarify. He didn't say in the series. He no, said, he said I in I the so. in the film. So if it was series, I could be like, mm, I'd probably argue against you, sir. Uh, out of everything introduced
0: in Star Wars, Space Slug would probably be no. I mean, it it may be on par with Bantha. Oh, I would um, put a Bantha way ahead, but only because you, of the Star Wars holidays.
2: It special. has the biggest shock value, though. The Space Slug. That's true.
0: It has the best reveal. And I feel like just looking at some like drawings and like some of the behind the scenes stuff of this, like it is it could be super cool as like something to 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 revisit um, and and get a little deeper into it, uh, literally. Um, <laughs> but but just almost just like visiting a planet that has one, and 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 the struggles of like like maybe a planet that's being destroyed by one because somebody shot it out there. With the, with with the, with the hyperdrive. hyperdrive, I'd read that book. Yeah, I mean, and and then like that planet's trying to uh, survive and fight off the space slug, for example, and just just seeing that whole how things would interact, it would be crazy. Um, I would I would totally watch that, and then it would bump it up to number one. Yeah, <laughs> but the Wampa's is awesome. The Tauntaun is awesome.
1: It's hard to argue that the Tauntaun isn't the best thing ever introduced in Star Wars. No. Uh, that's, uh, no. that's
0: a that's a pretty. Interesting... It is probably my
1: favorite animal introduced in Star Wars. I think it's a very cool looking pack animal sort of a thing. The space slug doesn't smell bad on the inside. Well, you uh, yeah, they didn't make a comment on the spe- on the smell. Oh,
0: so Tauntaun in. versus Rancor. That would be tough, actually.
2: He would just run away. I mean, we're we talking no, about
0: actual I mean, it, t- verses. It, 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 which one's cooler? Yeah, you know, uh, in the in like, what would you put as your number one like Star Wars beast of sorts? Uh,
2: Rancor, definitely. Uh, you're There's right. I have some... to go with Rancor over Tauntaun. It's, it's, you gave me that. Yeah, it's just too cool. Potato I can't down. remember
0: what the what's the um, the really large dinosaur uh, character from from Phantom Menace that the Gungans rode on. I have a toy one and. It's huge and they had it it was exclusive to FAO Schwartz, I believe. Weird. Um, yeah, exactly. It was really it was like a hundred bucks at the time. But I have that and that's the only thing that like is larger than the Rancor toy. Like as far as like a like a like a creature goes.
1: I think I have one of the the weird dinosaurs that they ride in that with cap and
0: tarples, I think. That's like an Eopie, I think. Oh, that might be a... uh, I believe it's an Eopia. Yeah. No, I No agree the Eop's on the, the, the,
2: the ones from the some Qui-Gon rides. You mean the Stegosaurus ones? The... This
0: one is like, almost little... like a little huge brontosaurus. Um...
2: They carried the shields on their backs, right?
0: Yeah, like exactly. It has the, sh- the big shields. Um, but that one uh, is the only thing I know of that's larger. I guess the uh, the water creatures are huge too. The the ones that almost eat them. Yeah, the, there's always a bigger fish. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like water creatures are just not as cool.
1: Yeah, a lot of creatures can be large and not be as exciting that way.
2: So, did you see the space slug in? Um, I think it was Robot Chicken. Yes, I uh, remember that sketch yeah.
1: very well. Where they, it comes out and it's like, oh, I missed them. I couldn't, couldn't. Do it. Oh, I'm hungry, and they order Chinese food at the yeah, end.
2: Yeah, let's it's get Chinese food. <laughs> <laughs> so good.
1: That is, it is one of the best sketches. Actually, we could probably point back to you, Robot Chicken does a lot of more obscure stuff. Yeah. Every once in a while, so you could probably find there's a there's a great Max Rebo sketch we didn't talk about in the Max Rebo episode. Where it's uh they basically just keep reiterating that he is not a blue elephant.
2: I didn't see that one.
1: That was great. Oh man. Good old Max Rebo. Good old Seth
0: Green. That's true. Is he I wonder if he's gonna be in a Star Wars movie. He would like die to be in a Star Wars movie.
1: Yeah. Wouldn't we all? Anyway, there's a picture that's really cool of the of the Exogorth. Of it's like I I would picture that it was probably from a role playing game. It's um, like
0: it's the kind of thing that the pictures look awesome. You know? Yeah,
1: it, it really does look cool, and it's just it in a it in like it's just a picture of an asteroid, and its head is coming out the bottom, and its tail is at the other end, like it's coiling. Now around picture
0: it. that not being an asteroid, being like a like a habited you know planet that people live on. It'd be awesome. It would be so good. I would want to see that movie
2: or the Death Star. Oh, oh. yeah! I they that turn earlier.
0: around and send it towards the Death Star. That'd be so with the good. Hyper- That's amazing.
1: Uh, I'd be so excited to see that. But you had mentioned a little bit before we started that it would be great if you took this picture and you just turned it into a model for X-Wing. And I really want that. Oh,
0: like a space slug, like an X-Wing? How big would that have to be? It, I mean, like, scale-wise... And...
2: Oh, scale-wise,
0: yeah. Yeah, it would be
1: huge. It would be about the size of uh, the attack's wing... I mean, uh like the table.
0: Cube. Like the size of the table. Well,
2: Armada, the new scale for the Oh, yeah, X-wing. you could do that scale.
0: Yeah. It would still it would be pretty big, big, but it would be cool. That would be
2: about the same size as yeah, the... D- d- yeah. That's yeah, the Death Star
0: are huge. Yeah. Yep. It could be, like, if you were to put
1: it in the X-Wing terms, did you see the, uh, the attack wing Borg cube... Yes, <laughs> it would be about the same size.
0: They just stretch the scale. A it's like a one-foot. right?
1: they really went out of their way. I don't know. I want one, but in that sense that I know it's probably hollow, and I'll be disappointed as soon as I pick it. I actually, pick it up.
0: So I guess we should get to our final question on uh, the space slug or the exogorth. Which every time I read it, I think of. Garth from Wayne's World. Oh, no. I would like, love. I think to, it says Exo Garth. I would love to draw a picture of the space slug. The Space slug, and it has the long hair, and it's oh like... my god, ExoGarth Garth would be the nerdiest shirt. <laughs> like <laughs> if you made that of a, of, a, of a like a pop culture mashup shirt. Nobody would get it. Nobody. I guarantee you, nobody would get. It. Not one person ever would understand the reference. That's you
2: right.
1: know. Uh, now. I want to do it, and then we can start our start WTFs. Be, it's part of our, our merchandising. Yeah. You heard it. First merchandising.
0: <laughs> so, uh, so this final question. Um, I guess my final question would be: What if you if you went to a planet and it had a similar um, attached uh, species or creature type? What would be worse and scarier than the space look? Um, and and it being a giant one like like this one is it's a rare it's a rarity so we've talked about the Tauntaun we've talked about a massive well we've talked about a wampa so a massive wampa we've talked about the Rancor um is there something else or, or would it be one of them that would be well a massive Rancor that could breathe in space would be
2: terrifying
0: yeah a massive um, planet sized crate dragon it's kind of scary sound
2: a right. Rancor riding a greater crate dragon <laughs>
0: Um, I'd watch that whatever that would be i'd watch it <laughs> so my thought oh god uh, like a like a like a really? jabba that's like grafted to a planet like just pretty much like can't get up can't get out
1: so they're called huts
0: that's true um, <laughs> anyway, thank you for the clarification there um i mean uh but, but what I was going to was When I was thinking Jabba, I started to think Salacious Crumb. Oh, God. And, like, a planet-sized Salacious Crumb is pretty scary. Yeah, absolutely. That is, like... Like, imagine it, like, torturing the surrounding planets at being that, like, annoying. (laughs) His laugh would disintegrate galaxy uh, systems,
1: right? I'm just picturing in my mind, though, I do have a really cool image of a giant one. Besides the salacious crumb, I would love to see it sitting on the planet, like just spin as it spins, (laughs) just laughing at things as it passes by and then it like swats away a starship or something. Um, But I would also think that would be a really cool image and might be something to look into, Uh, not J.J. Abrams, who's not directing the next film. So I not
0: Fantastic Four guy. (laughs) Yeah, and so
1: whoever's directing not the next film, uh, Gareth Edwards, I think he's directing uh, Rogue One. Yep. Um, and whoever's directing episode 8, if you happen to know that. Exo Gareth. The guy that made brick. The guy that made brick. <laughs> 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 would be a really cool image. Is a planet, like a massive sized, the Sarlacc pit. Like a great pit of cartoon. And it's just like, it's got this huge hole in the side of the planet. And it's got the tentacles. And it can have the the CGI mouth that they added. Oh, and it would man. be so cool that way. But I'm picturing like, in my mind, like, if you've ever seen the, tra- the original Transformers animated film... Yes. I think when you see old um, uh, Unicron eat a planet, Unicron eat a planet, yeah, and it's yeah. just I'm just picturing that in my mind. Like you just
0: see it wow. eat a
2: planet, eater of planets, uh, very Cthulhu esque.
0: Yeah, very like very Cthulhu esque. See, I was thinking even another route is like thinking of something like droid based, like instead of like a creature, like a droid based one that would like eat up the Death Star or something, well, or that, well, that just... maybe.
1: Wouldn't that be just IG88 who took
0: over the Death Star? That might. Like... So my first thought was like <laughs> IG88 like transporting something the Death Star like oh wait that already happened. <laughs> yeah. Giant
2: C3PO oh, that would uh, complain them to death <sighs> on a massive scale. Oh
1: man, uh, you know it would be. I mean. The problem is, is that like you can't. It would be hard to do for them to to pull off like a giant robot space thing. Not only because they kind of did the Death Star already, which it's is essentially capital planet. that. Yeah. yeah, but it's like Unicron yeah. exists from Transformers, and then like the Borg Cube yep. exists.
0: Uh, but what about one like that that could? Yeah. Whatever. I, um, I mean, like
1: it would be cool to see a droid planet, like a planet that is essentially like made by droids. Where they just live. on. I'm
0: thinking of the droid that overcomes like a like a regular planet, so it has that that droidy element and the natural element, and where and where they mix. Okay, so Skynet. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, not really like
1: that, but I'm just picturing sky like something that takes over a planet like in a yeah. massive scale, like Skynet does.
0: Um, so here's another really weird one: is like some sort of extreme like Wookiee that becomes a planet. Um, and I'm just thinking of the planet, like covered in hair and fur, <laughs> and just being... be very comfortable. Yeah, be comfortable I guess be warm. Know, I, it, is their hair? Is their hair softer? Is it coarse? Is it? Uh, mm, that's a good point. Picture you know, like almost like needles, and like it just like being very stiff and nasty.
1: Yeah, like, I imagine it's like you. Ever, uh, it's hard to like reference it for home, but I have a my 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 dog, Luke, named after Luke, Luke Skywalker. Skywalker. His, his full name is Lucas Skywalker Cobb. Uh, we call him Lucas all the time to like when we yell at him. So <laughs> Lucas. <laughs> yeah. No more phantom menace. <laughs> <Ass. laughs> no more phantom <laughs> menace. Um, but he is like very sheep like I guess for uh, yeah. picturing like that is gross to like he, he's gross to pet
0: but you got to pet him. But imagine like you're in that hair. Like, you're... Instead of going into the the stomach or the throat, wherever they went to, like, you landed in the hair of it. But I'm
1: picturing also right now that scene from Spaceballs where they comb the desert. Like, you have to do that on your planet.
0: That's true.
1: And I can't quote the line from that scene that
0: everybody remembers because of our restrictions. So, I'm not... (laughs) There is a scene they, they somebody mocked up that picture for the new movie. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember with, that. With the comb. And, <laughs> like, trying comb, yeah. to pass it as, like, it was really there. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It was great. We love space balls. Uh, yes, we do. All right. Well, um, anything else on the space slug or the exogorth? I think exogorth sounds terrible. I do, too. Space slug. Space slug. I'm going to... It's Space plug, and it's on, uh on can, can, canonically. Let's give one little check just to see if Joe Johnston has taken time in his busy schedule to write back to us. Absolutely. Uh, nope, he hasn't. So, we'll update you later. Or never. Or if you know... <laughs> that's true. Leave you, a
2: post and let us know.
1: We got a week, I think, before this episode here, so...
0: Yeah, and forever after... Exactly. Uh, it's one of our. It's our uh, one of our new missions. We need to know who played Will Rowhood. We need to know whose hand was in the space slug.
1: And of course, we need to know who played Boondelich Prill. Absolutely. Well, that too. Uh, but we'll never find that out. So <laughs> maybe, maybe in the new movie. Yeah. He could be one of the aliens that appears in that shot that we can't really talk about because uh, Michael's in a complete media blackout.
0: Thank you. <laughs> newest Vanity Fair was like droolville when I came across that in normally the, drive,
1: uh, well, I don't. I can't actually remember anything about Vanity
0: Fair I was gonna make I, a joke my knowledge of Vanity Fair <laughs> is the Star Wars episode 1 issue <laughs> uh, I believe there was a Star Wars episode 2 issue uh, that's pretty much my knowledge of Vanity Fair but um, yeah super excited yeah, yeah, So, yeah, yeah. alright cool so um, let's tell you a little bit of what we're doing um, did
1: you Patreon yeah you may have heard us in two episodes previous to this that we have a Patreon now.
0: And we promise not to like bombard you with this every episode, but we did do some cool stuff on there that I think our listeners would be into.
1: I think it it's a lot it was a lot of fun to record and we hope to get a lot out there so that we can make more.
0: And if you don't know about Patreon, it's a a service where, you know, there's there's patrons that, that back, you know, things that they love and they'll pay a dollar a month or two dollars a month or whatever. And at, at, our, at our it's the Fruitless Pursuits podcast network so there's a whole bunch of podcasts but at our five dollar level you do get bonus content and the bonus uh, podcast we did was a a little trek down Wookiepedia lane where we quiz each other on the worst articles ever like oh yeah that was great like so um, uh, Dewey Giggle and things Dewey like g- that
1: Dewey Giggle Buds and please uh, back uh, patron Back us? I don't know. <laughs> support We're, us. Support us. And you can also support at the same time other podcasts like The Book uh, Was Better, Scar Joe Agogo, and an the FPcast. And the FPcast.
0: Which are all uh, uniquely awesome. Uh, Scar Joe Agogo is a solo podcast about the films of Scarlett Johansson. The, it's very introspective. It's, 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 it's a great listen. Um, whether you're a fan or not, it's just. Diving that deep into somebody's uh, work, body of work, is really interesting.
1: And there's also the book was better, which is about uh, they read a book every week based off of a film.
0: It's a novelization of the film, which yep. are usually terrible.
1: Yep, and uh, it's probably the opposite of introspective, <laughs> <laughs> but it is very entertaining to listen to.
0: It's great, and and you'd be you'd be surprised how how. Which terrible books or are, are, films are made in the bo- are made in books? Because you wouldn't expect it half the time. Like, who is the audience for <laughs> the? Uh, you know, there's so many good ones. That sounds really interesting. Have, it's great. I have to it's, listen to that. good. And there's a huge back catalog. And the last one they have PCAST is a weekly pop culture podcast where they discuss the week in pop culture. Um, and it, it's great. The, the and the bonus episode on Patreon is a is a, like a deep dive into the. Spoiler-filled dive into the new Avengers film. So you don't have to
2: have to do this for all four. You get all four for one. Um, yep, finish. for one money,
0: one awesome. pledge, one donation, whatever you would call it. For five dollars, you get you get the bonus content for everything. That's and right. if you don't
1: like those, well, you can just back for us at least, <laughs> because uh, you know we're we know that we're better and we're of more course. important than all the rest of those. It's but.
0: like a like a. They're all Australian and we're all American, so it's like a like a world war going on.
1: Yeah, no, we're we're competing. <laughs> <laughs> Not really.
0: No. <laughs> Alright, cool. Thanks everybody. Um, Catch you next time. Alright. Have a good night, everybody.